Welcome to the Life Rips Podcast, where I, Brett Bond, founder and host, interview and converse with others so we can all gain a better perspective as to what's really going on in this crazy world we live in. We're going to find out why life rips for some and not so much for others. Brought to you by Happy Gang Coaching, a coaching service that is solely centered around helping people become the happiest version of themselves, no matter the circumstances. Whether it's anxiety, depression, overthinking, or any other sort of roadblock that is potentially getting in the way of your happiness, let's take a deep dive into those roadblocks and look at things from a different perspective, a perspective outside of the norm. As somebody who used to abuse anti-anxiety medication and at one point held a 38 special to my head, to now helping others find happiness and being happy just to be alive, I can tell you that everybody has the ability to be happy. Everybody has the ability to change, but it all starts with your belief system. If you believe you can't, then you can't. If you believe that you can, you can. So if you want to learn more about my story or just chat one-on-one, you can schedule a free strategy session at happygangcoaching.com. Now let's get into it. Trevor Nelson, a.k.a. T-Mental. How you doing today, brother? Magnificent, my brother. How are you doing? I'm doing so well and uh, even better now that I'm talking with you. And I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, bro. Your energy is contagious. You've been somebody who's been really inspiring for me. And uh, I want a lot of people to know about you. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a, a little bit about your yourself and your story. T-Mental, baby. Get it right. Records. Um, look within healing. The message is to inspire others to look within themselves for all the wisdom they've been seeking, all the love they've been seeking, all the approval they've been seeking, all the everything, all the endorphins you've been seeking. Low-key, your mind doesn't know the difference. Your mind and body doesn't know the difference between when you're visualizing something and when it's actually happening. So you can really create that bliss from within. And it's really just like taking all of that that I just said and bringing it all within. And this is like the process of ascension. And I think that's a pretty good way to wrap up what I'm about. <laughs> I love it, bro. I think I think that hits it right on the nose, bro. I love it. Um, well, the first thing that I wanted to ask you was if you had an aha moment. Or if like you maybe had a pivotal moment where things started to change or if it was like a gradual buildup. Yeah, it was like a gradual buildup and orgasm. <laughs> and I'm still orgasming. So I don't even know really, really how to answer that question because every moment started to turn to an aha moment at one point. And then it's just like they're dude, but just like to really answer that question, um, sometimes I'd be on a microdose. Um this is when it happens a lot is I'll be on a microdose and it's just like every moment is literally an aha moment. And it turns from like, aha to like (laughs) about everything, you know? And um, yeah, man. So, I mean, and like regarding like the start of my spiritual journey, um, definitely hip hop and psychedelics busted me open to that. I, I, so I, I was born obviously in Utah and, um, you know, a lot of religion around me. And so, but I felt like that was a strong catalyst for me to even go deeper into the spirituality because I was kind of deprived of the authentic form of that my whole life. So, yeah, but yeah, man. You bring up a really interesting point with uh, with the whole religion thing, because sometimes I think people are under the impression that they have to be religious to be spiritual. And I remember being young and kind of having a little bit of religion forced upon me. And there were times where I felt what Christians or Mormons call the spirit, you know, and I remember those moments very vividly. 
And it was like, I could feel it, but it seemed like there was more to it, you know, like, like I had only just scratched the surface. You feel that? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That's like, that's like when we take a hit of DMT and blast into another realm real quick. And we're like, we get a peak of that fourth dimension and we come back and we're like, that was the craziest shit I've ever seen. But that's only like a fucking grain of sand of the fourth dimension, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Same so thing. While we're on the topic of psychedelics, I mean, what do you think their purpose is here on this earth? I think they are messengers from Gaia, um, quoting Terrence McKenna. Um, just it, it, a way for the earth to communicate the technology of life because uh, and and also man it, it's, it's so hard to answer such a expansive answer for that question but i mean like it's like the, the mushrooms for one like can exist anywhere there's death and so it's like they are true grandmasters like really elders of the universe and um so obviously they carry a lot of wisdom and um information just from all that evolution and all that like the how much went into the mushrooms and like when you look at the mycelium networks under the earth like they're so complicated and so i mean i wouldn't say that psychedelics are necessarily like only here um but like on this earth i mean if if the psychedelics had a purpose it would be definitely to awaken the consciousness because i feel like that's something that's natural and inherent in life yeah it's consciousness awakening now i'm sure you you've had psychedelics experiences uh sober as well right like meditating yeah for sure and i think that's one thing that's really interesting that a lot of people uh, maybe are unaware of is the fact that we can actually tap into those feelings like through deep meditation and like you can hop on that wavelength being sober you know like oh, easy you you gotta like you don't have to you know get there through psychedelics but they definitely help you know especially if somebody's in a rut or if they've never really fired their neural pathways in that way it can really open you up and allow you to start thinking like that and vibrating that way but i just think it's so yeah. crazy that we're able to tap into that like sober through meditation we can access that that like quantum field that energy you know mm -hmm. and, and the thing was i agree and, and the thing with psychedelics is it, it only becomes a problem when when people start to see it as an external means to get to god or yes. you, you know um so it's like we don't need like we were talking about before we don't need to take the mushrooms to access that part of our consciousness it's like sad guru is one of my favorite um of all time and people people always ask him about cannabis and he's like can't you see I'm stoned all the time? Yeah. I've <laughs> and he's like, I I've never touched a substance in my life. And, and the same thing with, with my, with my shaman. Um, he, he, he doesn't even have to drink the medicine to, you know, feel, cause he's like literally channeling the spirit of her. So it's like, you can tap into any of these different areas of consciousness, whether that's cannabis or whether that's ayahuasca, whether that's it, you know, the highest states of consciousness there is, is all accessible through this being that they'd call Atman. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I love it. So do you feel like there was ever like one of those big aha moments during psychedelics, though, like something that changed your life where you started to see things just completely differently? 
or do you, would you say it's more of a gradual thing? I know I kind of keep hitting on that, but I, yeah, yeah. I know you've got to have some good, like what the fuck you moments try to like get where the you're like sad of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first one that came to mind and I don't know, I might've told you about this before. Um, but let me just tell you a lot went into this story. I'll probably cut to the part that you asking about, okay. but this was a whole journey. And like, I want, I don't want to discredit like everything that happened, but basically, um, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I got to tell like the whole story. <laughs> um, basically was I, uh, South ayahuasca. And, uh, this was like my third, fourth or fourth time. And, um, one of my intentions was to connect with my spirit guides deeper. And so let me just skip cup one and two of the Aya. And, um, on a cup three after, so there's a, I'll start the story here. We, uh, they open up sacred um space or well obviously there's it's sacred space but i mean they open up space for people to share sacred songs um whoever has any songs that they carry that are sacred and so and he's they've i've rapped before in their ceremonies so um and, and and i basically i just like went off for a while of just like i spit like all these different writtens that were just like all from the heart. And I just like went off for probably like 10 minutes or something, but, and that was right after I drank the third cup. And so it's like, it's almost like I had to get it all out before I like went deep. Cause it felt like I was standing on like top of a cliff or like I was like getting sucked in this huge vacuum. And like, I was like, there was no choice. Like I was literally about to go so deep. And so I just was like getting it out real quick, I guess. And then um, I laid down after that. And the the um this the spirit guys, man, I could feel them. And um I couldn't talk, I couldn't communicate with them up here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's why I like why that was one of my intentions to commune with them was because like I hadn't been able to, but really close homie of mine, we had a Wachuma journey where um he was channeling them for me and channeling my like light family which is like the pleiadians and um my soul fam and like everyone so i was just trying to but like when during that ceremony i just couldn't quite get what they're saying and so like they gave me a mantra they were like keep keep repeating satchit ananda with your hands on your heart until you can hear us um because there's just too much going on all the time um but i so during anyways back to the ayahuasca journey um they i could feel them but i i couldn't like hear what they were saying and i was like i can I, I know you're there i just can't understand and then and then there's a moment where it just wasn't working and i my eyes fluttered up and it was mostly my right like my right and my bright brain like opened up and like they came through my right brain which is like this the feeling side of the brain yeah yeah and um and I could just feel them come down and it was like this, the, it's hard to describe it because it's like, you know, of another dimension, but it was like, it, it was like these deep ancestral patterns I, and I could only describe them by how they felt. And um, it just felt like home. And, 
and it felt so good, bro. And, and they came in and they just got so deep, bro. They went so deep and they were like scrubbing my DNA. And I was just like, ah, oh, thank you. Like, and I could feel that they were my family. And it was just like this reuniting that was just so beautiful. And man, and I can still feel them, bro. Yeah, um, I can feel it. Like when you're talking about it, like you're almost smiling, like you're you're going back there for a second. And it's like so oh, yeah. much download, you know, that it's like almost it hard to, to put it out there. And it's something that I feel you. It's really hard to articulate into words because it's something that can't really be articulated into words. You know, it goes exactly. beyond words. And mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. It sounded like they kind of like healed that feeling part of you right the right side of the brain like almost let you not be too analytical like you know kind of like mellowed out the analytical part and like healed the feeling part you know because because the left part the left brain is the logical right right analytical yep mm -hmm. but what, what i heard is that this connects to this side and this side connects to this side, like as it goes down, but oh, I don't know, gotcha. it's like yeah. very deep anatomy or whatever, but anyways, um, basically what, what I didn't, and I, and let me say this too, I kept trying to thank them and like, I love you. like, thank you so much. Cause it's so, dude, you can never imagine like how good that feels. And, um, they were like, you don't have to say thank Like they already knew because Cause I was like trying to say, I love you to them. And like, we both are love and like, we're literally one. So they're like, what do you mean? Like, like you don't even have to say it basically is what they were saying. Uh -huh. But it was more like this, like, yeah, we know, we know, but like, baby, we know. And I was like, oh, I love you. Like, <laughs> just like the fam, you know what I'm saying? And so anyways, what I didn't realize is that they were preparing me because I was about to go through like the hardest shit ever my whole life. So it was like super, for some reason, it was super cold that, that night, uh, which normally where we were at doesn't get that cold. Uh, but even my shaman was like, I moved here for a reason. It does not get this cold. <laughs> and so it was pretty crazy. But they handed out blankets like while I was laying down, getting all this work done on me. And so I didn't get one. And so I was like super cold. And um. Okay, I have to say this part too, because this is just too cool not to mention. When I was laying down, um, the shaman said like, good morning. And he says that for people to get up, you know, huh. and like sit up because it's like closing ceremony. And um, I was like so deep that like, I, I didn't hear what he said, but like I saw, I remember, I, remembering back, I remember the moment when he said it and they were trying to get me to get up, but I was so deep that that like i saw my spirit guides right and, and you know didn't really see them but you know what i mean and i, yeah. I saw them interacting with the shaman like because because the shaman was like um trying to get me to sit up and i saw them kind of look at him and and be like oh shit, are we okay to you know be doing this and then after just like a like a second or two they just went back to the work and i think they both the shaman and my spirit guides came to understanding that i was just super deep and i was like getting wow. some deep work done but um anyways i realized that they were preparing me because i was about to go through the, the coldest um thing i'd ever gone through and the most um so after that i was super exhausted like just after an experience like that it's just like like they literally scrubbed my dna and it was just like a full detox full everything and i was just like 
like, I don't, my body was basically just like more exhausted than it ever had been, but my consciousness is so awakened. So it's just like, I was like, we're like cold and like, Oh my God. Like, um, and then I, so, so a little backstory, I had hung up my, my ceremony clothes a couple of days before, just so they'd be ready. And, um, <laughs> a bunch of fire ants got all up in that, you know what I'm saying? Damn. And, and they'll like, wait, they'll wait to attack and they'll all attack at once. And like, oh. they'll just like, wait till they're all at like the perfect spot. And they're like, okay, go. <laughs> and like, so like people get attacked by fire ants. That's like a thing. And so that happened like right then when I was like so cold and so exhausted, just they started attacking. Have I not told you this before? No, bro. This is <laughs> fucking wild, dude. Um, I love telling this story. But um, so yeah, all, all of a sudden I was just most exhausted I've ever been, most cold I've ever been, most pain I'd, I'd ever been in for sure. Um, and especially when you're that deep in the medicine, you're three cups deep, you know, it's gonna be amplified by like a billion. Yeah. So um basically when that was going down it was the closing ceremony. So it was like the most sacred part of not just that night, but the whole two weeks because pe people came um, and there's people doing dietas, right? And they go like two weeks in the silence and it's like very revolutionary for people, like very transformative. Like they go in the silence for a couple of weeks and work with um, a certain master plant and, um, you know, whether that's bovensana or tobacco or mapacho um, or just ayahuasca, but, and, and they also sit in multiple ayahuasca ceremonies. And so this was the final ceremony. And um, this was the last part of the ceremony where the shaman sings the Icaros to, to all the, all the dieters. And so, and that's like an Icaros is like the song of your soul. And so, that takes like, I don't, I don't really, time perception is crazy on psychedelics. So I don't know, but I'm sure it was like 20 plus minutes um, each. And every time someone else would come back up, I just be like, not another one because like no one's supposed to leave and like no one's supposed to come in during that part because it's like super sacred and it's like, they're trying to hold the container, you know? Yeah. And so um, I was like trying to get the help. I was like, trying to get people's attention like the help of my shamans they're so like zoned in on the ikaros and and um you know you, if you really need help you're supposed to ask for it <laughs> and um that was a deep lesson that i learned then um because i realized i could have asked for help but it was just like such a sacred part of the ceremony I basically sat suffering the coldest I've ever been and the most pain I've ever been, most exhausted I've ever been. And just like what for what seemed like eternity. Yes. <laughs> but it was probably like, oh fuck, dude. You know, it's so hard to gauge, but maybe maybe like 45 minutes, which seemed like forever. I was sitting there like just like still getting attacked. Like I couldn't do anything. Like basically just like <laughs> you know right and um finally I, like, I can't take this shit anymore this is life or death i'm out freaking get up get out of this ceremony they they stop for a second you know what i'm saying they're not supposed to leave so they're like 
and then they continue it to so i felt so bad bro i felt so bad i felt like i messed up the whole ceremony but but um but obviously i didn't you know they just they were just like oh he's sleeping damn um but they probably you know but um i went to the showers freaking obviously right and i was still being consumed by fear like in the shower and um i got stuck in there because i didn't have a towel and um basically it felt like that's what it felt like eternity i was in there just being consumed you know by fear for forever what for what it felt like and then finally like i found someone else's towel over there but i couldn't just go back to the temple and someone else's towel or you know what i'm saying so it's just like i was still like kind of stuck over there i was gonna go like lay down in my shaman's house um but i just i, cu- I couldn't because they had their um kid in there and um i couldn't just go in there in the middle of the night you know what i'm saying some yeah she doesn't really even know that well and um i was gonna just curl up on a on the on the, in a ball on the couch but um and just like stay there which probably would have been a bad idea because they would have been searching for me and shit but anyways i was just like stuck wandering over by the showers and still just being consumed by fear and by the way when i was in the shower and around this time i was just like calling out to all the beings of the highest good like oh jesus krishna buddha please help me spirit guides and i was yeah. like they were gone they were gone and um finally and so yeah i literally called out just i just want to emphasize this point i called out to every being you could ever think of and just like begging, like please help me like i'm like basically in this hell realm and um finally i see out of the corner of my eye the the fire because there's a fire by the temple and um and i forgot that they they were having a fire like they have a someone tending to the fire out there at the same time in case people need to leave and shit and so okay just just to enunciate another point when i was calling out for help for everybody i called out to my good friend that was in the ceremony because i mean we obviously can telepathically communicate and stuff, especially when you're on psychedelics. So it's like, he, he felt that I needed help, <laughs> but he, it didn't feel right to come help me. So mm. finally I went to the fire and there was uh, one of my elders sitting there and he was with another woman and he was telling her about his mom and like the trauma that he's going through and like what he's processing at the moment right and by the way no one's supposed to talk <laughs> during these ceremonies um but we're some rule breakers sometimes especially <laughs> us, us veterans you know what i'm saying um but anyways i'm, just, I'm not a veteran by far but <laughs> um there's a spiritual ego you know what i'm saying but anyways um I, he was telling her about his his journey and I couldn't just interrupt and be like I need help you know what I'm saying and so I sat by the fire and started to realize that like like that I was helping myself and like being forced to look within like it was so ridiculous that like everything I went through and I couldn't get any help when I needed it the most right like and and, and um Finally, my elder, one of my elders turns to me, he's like, how are you doing, brother? And I'm like, I've needed help for the last, for I don't even know how long it's been. <laughs> and um, he, he just like gives me his full attention and like really listens to everything I went through. And it's crazy because he went through the exact same thing two weeks earlier 
like it was literally the exact same like to where he he was he was three cups deep and it was the ending of the dieta and and he couldn't ask for help (laughs) right and so and and he was just like just as deep as me he didn't get attacked by ants but you know um there's some things that are more painful than that whether you know it's physical or not but um basically he he helped he was a brother and actually had past lives with him um in a certain native american tribe but um so he was basically a brother that helped me realize what i went through because he had just barely went through it two weeks earlier and he was and he he further further enunciated the point that i'm looking within right now and to find my own truth and like i was trying to explain everything to him and i was like i don't know and he you know what i'm saying like you do when you're trying to explain something crazy and he's like no you do know and i was like well i do fucking know like, <laughs> i know and 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 like and him after him guiding me through that and like me like realizing what i just went through it was like I gained this like understanding of my inner fire and like, and my inner strength and like that I literally had just become a man. (laughs) And, and, And like, I was looking in the fire and, you know, just with like, and I re- there's so much backstory to this. Basically I had had different med- medicine journeys before I, ha- I realized I was a chief in a past life and had been connecting to that energy and that archetype in that past life. And that came through like really strong right there as I was realizing who I am and like for being forced to look within. And yeah, and that's, that's basically the moment where, you know, it all, I mean, I've been on my spiritual journey for a while and like, I've been a- awake, I guess you could say for a while, but that was the moment, like, the moment that came up when you asked that question that was yeah just yeah powerful. well the thing i've realized is that there's it there's levels to it and the levels just get more intense you know you you think the first time you have like one of those aha moments or like you know you peek beyond the veil and you're like oh my god everything's different and then it's like then it happens again and again and again and again and it's like it just keeps happening you keep evolving you know you keep leveling up and that's the beautiful part about life is there's infinite infinite levels yeah the rabbit hole is infinite so what would you say your biggest takeaway is from that there was a there was a there's a bunch but like the main ones were you know obviously look within and and i had already started look within way before that i made a whole ep around it but like that was what really like force me to embody that and step into that more and that was crazy oh i didn't even realize that was one of my main intentions going into that too was to like channel re- like my spirit guides and channel like really divine wisdom for look within <laughs> and so yeah. i got all my intentions fulfilled a lot and so that was one and then another one is i will never forget how strong i am because it's just like you can't there's nothing that could ever fuck with me again like yeah and, and because like i could be going through the worst thing ever like i could lose my arm and shit and it still wouldn't be anything compared to what i had to like go through with that metamorphosis into a man and there was a lot of butterfly energy with that and i've had visions of myself as a butterfly since then really and it's like yeah man and i just like feel the butterfly light body and so and, and you know another thing that has sprouted from that and t- kind of a takeaway is I've started to really get to know myself and my essence and um, through grounding in my own energy by looking within, I've started to 
really explore what my essence is and had this vision of my essence and it was like this this uh butterfly this rainbow butterfly jedi freaking spider-man dragon <laughs> warrior earth warrior type, type i love it bro i always love the words that you use you're always on some like rainbow dragon bliss and ninja slayer i fucking love it bliss. i forgot to say bliss that, that's the main one that's like my core frequencies bliss for sure Dude, and, uh, you know, I think at the core, all of us are really similar in that sense. So we're all light and we're all bliss, but it's, you know, the ego gets in the way. We get attached to things or we say, I am this way. You're only that way because you've engaged in that way and you think you're that way. You know, you, you get to say you're that way. Yeah, yeah. You're affirming it. You're putting out the vibrations that you're that way. One thing that I wanted to loop back to was the whole look within thing that you were talking about. And I remember you had a post where you said, you know, people are always pointing their fingers. Like if this person did this, the world would be a better place. You know, like all they need to do that. And what people don't realize is that we are that person that you're pointing to, right? Fucking Gandhi said it, be the change you want to see in the world. And people are so caught up on pointing the finger and blaming other people. We all need to take our own individual responsibility. And that's, oh. that's how we change. Let me, and let me just say this, bro. You're hundred percent right. AF and also <laughs> it's like we're all there's literally infinite timelines that we're surfing through in every moment and so we literally create our reality to the furthest degree and the ocean is just as much a part of the drop as the drop is in the ocean and 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 it's like we literally create our reality as above so below everything is a reflection and so even these like Illuminati motherfuckers you know what I'm saying even these really dark things that were like oh only if these you know, the dark forces, you know, we're about to overcome them with light. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, these are just, we know that these are just parts of ourselves, right? Like this is just a war going on within the one consciousness. Like people are like, Oh, there's this war between light and dark. And it's just like, I don't really see a war from my reality that I'm creating and consciously living in. Um, but um, yeah, man, it's all a reflection and you're absolutely right, dude. I think a, a lot of people's, and I know I did for a while, like I had a hard time grasping these concepts. And it's funny because I think we overthink it sometimes. Like you even take Bruce Lee, right? And he's like, be like water. And what he's saying is like, be flowy like water, right? Like take the, like form to the object that you're in, you know, like water does, adapt to it. And I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but there's like a lot of sayings that I heard growing up that didn't make sense to me. I didn't truly like internalize until I reached a certain level of awareness. And then it was like, oh my God, they've been trying to tell me this whole time. Like row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Like they're trying to tell us, you know, like life is what you make it. It's literally whatever you make it, whatever you think it is it is it's crazy because these things came from our so like like you say they wrote it whatever and it's like we're it's literally us hearing that song as a kid it's like a little whisper from ourselves saying huh yeah. life's but a dream you yeah. know that, right? and the kids know that man you know like intuitively so i gotta ask you is there is there one thing that like frustrates you or gets on your nerves in terms of when you talk about this stuff or you're communicating with other people like is there one thing that kind of bothers you or irritates you when people do it when, when i'm talking about what when we're talking about deep stuff like this when we're talking about awareness you know when you're trying to like kind of break through to somebody almost hmm. i mean 
Not really. If there was one thing, it would be if they just like refuse to look within themselves and they're just like trying to project every all of their shit onto me. And I'm like constantly having to like, and I, and you know, I, it's not even a big deal because like I'm so grounded in my own energy. So like it doesn't even affect me, but I guess it's just sad sometimes. And like I have compassion for them, but, but like I've, I've still been able to cultivate this like unconditional love for everyone, like no matter what situation I'm in. And like it's, it's funny you mentioned that I, I've my response now because the only thing that has bothered me because I just don't get bothered that much anymore it's just like petty petty stuff like loud noises and like you know what i'm saying at certain times and so like stuff that i don't have as much control of but i've been starting to wire it to the point where i automatically whenever i react out of something like i react out of love like instead of having to like observe and like really like transmute the emotion and then respond it's like it's like someone cuts me off on the freeway and I immediately surround them with Ganesha and like beautiful energy. And like, and so to answer your question, it's been getting better. Um, starting to just see the beauty in everyone on where they're at in their path and their under- current level of understanding. Well, that's good, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. The only reason why I asked that is that there are times where, you know, it, I feel like it can be frustrating when you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. But I've just learned that we have to accept that certain people have other things maybe they have to go through before Mm -hmm. they learn, you know, before, before they quote unquote, wake up. And we also don't know, you know what I mean? Like what they're going through or, you know, we, we can't decide whether they're, they've woken up or not, you know, a hundred percent, bro. Um, (laughs) yeah, man, Ram Dass has taught me a lot about just having compassion for people. And, And it's almost like there's not even just compassion that's behind it all the, at all times now, but it's like also humor. Like you look at a, like a yogi and like nothing that you say could affect them at all. Like these like crazy monks stuff, like you're trying to like tell them about your problems and, and they're just like, they just see it as perfect. You know what I'm saying? They don't have any lack of compassion. It's just like, they just laugh because they love it so much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and so I'm almost to that point where I'm in this like la la land of just straight bliss because I'm starting to see God and everything, even the little petty conversations about coronavirus and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that, man. I feel that. Well, let me ask you this. What would be your words of wisdom to somebody struggling with anxiety or depression? First thing that came to my mind is just breathe, <laughs> man. And, and obvious, that's obvious, right? But the more you really take the time to practice breath work and practice all these different healing, you know, techniques and ways to relax the body. And there's so many different, you know, ways to relax um, um, rather than just breathing. And, and so it's, it's like, rather than looking at it as like, I have anxiety, like some people say I am anxious and people don't realize how powerful the term I am is. And so they're identifying with this and they are creating that because your body responds a hundred percent to your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is whatever thoughts that you accept in the conscious are immediately placed in the subconscious. And so I would just definitely keep that in mind when saying I am depressed or I am depressed, you know what I'm saying? I have depression. Um, because you're internalizing it and you're going to keep embodying that the more you identify with that identity. And so that's a big point for sure. And, um, 
yeah, I no, and you know, let me just give you a tool, I guess, is um, alternate nostril breathing. This has really helped me um, really calm down um, and activate my, actually my right brain. So like more of my feeling and like more of my feminine side um, is, um, so you basically put your thumb on one nostril and then your middle finger on your third eye. So like right here. And um, you breathe in through your nostril for, it, it depends on whatever count you want, but I just do five seconds. So I breathe up through my left for five seconds. Hold for five seconds. And then release for five seconds. And then hold at the bottom for five seconds. And then just keep doing that. So you know, five seconds in, five seconds hold, five seconds release, five seconds hold. And then you do the same thing on the other side with the other hand. And it's just like super calms you down and puts you into a more of a para, uh, sympathetic state or it's more yeah. relaxed and um, you're not in fight or flight. And just being conscious of the terms fight or flight and realizing that you're going for relaxation. You're not going to like completely reverse your identity because you're not depression. You're experiencing that in your field right now. And so it's just understanding that and having the consciousness awakened enough to be able to relax and just tell the body it's okay. Like telling your body, even just affirming like, I'm telling my body right now it's okay to relax and, and just like literally tell your body that and just like visualize all the parts of your body relaxing and so meditation breath work all the good stuff you know well I love that answer and thank you for sharing that tool because I've used that before and actually uh, my yoga instructor she does that like every time before we start and I've been to your uh, you know uh, Monday meditation before and I'm pretty sure we did it there as well and it's it's a really powerful tool and it's ironic because not ironic but Everybody that I ask that normally says breath. And I think a lot of people overlook that, including myself sometimes in the past. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, people say just breathe, but you don't understand there's problems and there's shit going on that I got to focus on. But no, it's like legit. Your, your mind and your body can only focus on one thing at a time. So if you spent your whole day just focusing on your breath and you remained conscious of it, it's amazing mm -hmm. The things mm -hmm. that just disappear and the things that do appear just by focusing on your breath and staying present with it. Mm -hmm. And, and it, even at a deeper level is, is just, you realize that what stress is, it is just focusing on the future and, you know, putting all your energy towards the future. And that's what anxiety is too. So if you have the willpower and if you have the consciousness to stay in the present moment, breathing becomes much easier and you know, vice versa, when you're focused on your breath, you can't, you literally can't think when you are focused on your breath. And so developing that muscle and really it's, it's just like a workout. Every time you bring your awareness back to your breath, it's like a bicep curl for your consciousness and for your body to relax more. So mantra meditation, breathing techniques. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, dude. I love that. I'm so glad you're, you're vibrating as high as you are brother. And it's, it's always good to chat with you and I appreciate you being on the podcast and uh, definitely let people know where they can follow you and how they can find you on social media. Check out your content because you got some fire bars, some fire bars. Okay. Go check out the song uh, most high by T mental. All right. You'll be uh, vibing. 
said this multi-syllabic words fly up in your penny your burst lines up in your fourth eye my birthright is up in your mind and spirit no no, no stop what's there. the one part <laughs> that you like lsd on make your lifespan grow that shit dude <laughs> that shit that shit is so hard um, for me the first time i heard it that's it i said michelangelo flow with a mic in hand well I could grab the globe and then light the damn poles. Sending my energy in the enemy, setting me up like Kennedy LSD, make your lifespan grow. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's too hard, bro. That's dumb, dude. Uh, oh, I so I had, to, I had to spit some bars for the fam, but oh, you guys can, uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Trev Mental. I do all my stuff through on that. And I also have Look Within, at Look Within Healing on um instagram as well and you can find us on facebook under look within healing or if you want to join our meditation group meditation mondays is the group on facebook and um i have a youtube channel called look within and uh yeah all sorts of my meditations and transformational content so yeah stoked to see y'all there no doubt i appreciate it brother thanks again for uh for coming on here and for blessing us with your presence Dude, thank you for having me on, bro. You're a freaking rainbow ninja warrior <laughs> out here, and I appreciate you infinitely, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. You ask all the right questions to me, and I really freaking am grateful for that, man. And, and you know, you seem like you're killing it out here, man. I appreciate it, brother. I got infinite love for you as well, so thank you for your kind words. Much love, brother. Yes, sir. Have a blessed day, night. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Life Rips podcast. If this episode brought you any sort of value whatsoever, and maybe there's something inside of you saying, I kind of like the energy I'm feeling right now, be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Happy Gang Lifestyle. I post mindfulness content, spiritual content, motivational content, Monday through Friday. If you'd like to know more about my story or have an inkling inside of you that I might be able to help you in your journey in life, be sure to reach out to me or schedule a free strategy session at happygangcoaching.com. It's free. What do you have to lose? Make it a great day.